You're listening to the Jesus Culture San Diego Message of the Week. One of the things I love about worship and the presence of God is that it is not limited to a building, a day, a place. Uh, the presence of God goes with us wherever we're at. And so whether you're at home, maybe you're traveling, it's our prayer that these truths that we're singing fill your perspective. We're going to take some time and really as we're in between a transition of season, moving away from the Christmas season, we'll be celebrating a new year in just a week. We want to just take a few moments and talk about some things that I think matter as we prepare to enter into a new season. I don't know if any of you guys camp, but uh, our family likes to go camping sometimes. My wife never goes, so I take my girls. And uh, this one time we were camping, it was beautiful. We were looking at the stars, the fire was going. And I don't know if you've ever seen the stars where there's just so many, it's so bright, it's overwhelming. And uh, I was like, I gotta capture this moment. And so I grabbed my cell phone and I lifted it up to take a picture of the stars because it was just amazing, beautiful, overwhelming. And I took a picture of my phone and I went to look at it. And what my phone captured in comparison to what I saw with my eyes was not the same thing. Perspective matters. So many times in our life, what we're capturing and looking actually isn't the full magnitude, beauty, perspective picture that God sees. And let me tell you this. So many times what we see is not matching what God sees. It says this in Jeremiah 29, 11, the plans, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. The perspective of God in our life, in every season, as we enter into new season, is what we wanna be seeing and matching as we look ahead. And our perspective matters. How we see things matters. And so as we're about to enter into a new year, 2022, maybe this last year was a great year for you. Maybe you just can't wait for it to be over. Either way, I think it's important that we get a glimpse, we're listening, pay attention to, and having the perspective of heaven in our life, our community, and as we look ahead. And often, our perspective or what we think doesn't always match up to what God is saying because God is so much bigger. His ways are higher. It says this in Isaiah 55, 8, my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. This is actually good news because that means much like that phone picture, we can capture or see things in a way that maybe looks great, but actually God's ways are bigger, higher, better, and often different than what we could imagine. He's good. He's faithful. He's better than we can imagine. And so it's important that we pause and we get the perspective of heaven. I'm going to share just a a brief story with you out of the Old Testament in 2 Kings 6. Just to set this up, uh, the, the prophet Elijah or the prophet Elisha had been uh, sharing the words of God to the king of Israel and actually sharing the plans and the thoughts of the enemy, the king of Ammon. And um, uh, as a result, this king, the, the enemy king of Ammon was really upset because every time he planned to do something or come against the people of God, uh, Elisha, the prophet, would tell the king 
And then those plans would get foiled. And so he got so mad to the point, he sent a whole army to go to the city that Elisha was in. And we'll pick it up here in verse 15 of 2 Kings 6. It says this, when the servant of the man of God got up and went out early in the next morning, an army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. The king of Ammon had sent a whole army to kill Elisha the prophet. And so the the servant said, oh no, my Lord, what shall we do? The servant asked. And this is what I love. We, We talked about perspective and seeing what God sees and how often it's not always how we see things. Elisha prayed this. He said, open his eyes, Lord, so that he may see. Open his eyes so that he may see. And then the Lord opened the servant's eyes and he looked and he saw hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. I don't know if you can imagine this, but I I like to compare this to my camping story where what I was looking at or seeing through my phone did not match the magnitude, the detail, the beauty, the, the vastness of what was actually in front of me. And it's kind of similar to this story because uh, Elisha's servant could only see the enemy coming to kill him and Elisha, which is very real, but it wasn't the full picture. It wasn't the full perspective of God. It's so amazing because God said, you know, God spoke to his servant. He spoke through Elisha and said, open his eyes to see actually not just what God sees, but the reality of what is going on. And there were more armies, the hosts of heaven surrounding, paling in comparison to the enemy that had come against them. Why does this matter? Because when we see what God is doing, we see with our eyes and what God sees, we get perspective. Even though you may be in a hard situation, maybe this last year has been hard. Maybe as you look ahead, your hope is a little bit low because you see very real challenges. You see very real uh, issues, maybe in your finances or relationships. I want to encourage you and challenge you. Stop, pause, ask like Elisha prayed. God, open my eyes to see the reality of the perspective of heaven. This story ends with Elisha and his servant where as the, the, the angels and the armies of God were surrounding, they actually struck the, 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 the army that was coming against them blind and they led them to another city. And, and, and it goes on. I encourage you to read this story where basically they said, hey, no man can get credit for this. Give credit and honor to God. But God defeated the enemies of Elisha. God wants to defeat the enemies, the obstacles bring breakthrough to the areas that are going on in your life. But it often requires a change of perspective to see what he's doing, to see what he sees and to hear what he's saying in our our season. I don't know if you've ever done this, but in many years, I don't do it every year. I'll stop and I'll ask God, God, what are you, uh, what are you saying for this new year? And um, I actually remember one year as in 2018, uh, the Lord spoke a a really clear word to me and it was the word expansion. I actually have this this little uh, thing that my friend made as we shared kind of this is what God was saying. It says this, it was in 2018, it says expansion. And at the time there was a lot of transition and things going on in our life. And this was the word that God spoke to me over the new year coming ahead in 2018. It's so crazy because fast forward now, 2021, almost entering 2022, this was the beginning 
of our family's journey, my journey to begin this process of moving to San Diego. I didn't know that at the time. I, I never could have imagined. But as I stopped and just listened and said, God, what's the word that you're speaking over my life? This is what he said. And I, I don't have enough time to tell you all the ways this word became true. But in so many areas, obviously, we expanded Jesus culture from Sacramento here to San Diego in, our, in my life personally, in our family. This is what God was speaking, even though I couldn't fully see ahead or understand or have all the pieces to connect the dots. Why am I sharing this with you? I believe for us as a community, a new community at Jesus Culture San Diego, we have an opportunity. We have a week before the new year of 2022. And I feel there is this invitation for each of us individually, in our families, and also uh, as a community as a whole to pause in this week to, to stop and ask this question, God, what are you saying? What's the word over my life? What's the word over my family? And what is the perspective of heaven? Not just what I see, God, like Elisha in this story, God, what is it that you see in my life, in my situation, in my circumstances? I want to, I want to give a very practical challenge for us as a community. And I'm going to share some things that we're going to be doing as we launch the new year. But I, I want to ask uh, each of you to do this. And this next week, you know, we have a, a week until next Sunday, uh, January 2nd, we'll be back together. A new year will begin. The first Sunday of the year, we'll be together. I want, to, I want you to take space. Maybe you get alone. Maybe you grab a journal. Maybe you're just still, however you connect with God, and just simply ask him, God, what is the word, just the single word that you're speaking over my life? Listen, God wants to speak to you more than you want to hear him. But if we make space and we go after that, I believe he's going to speak some profound things for what's coming in your life. Take time. Be still. Pray. Listen. Journal. Ask God what he sees. Ask him what he thinks. And ask him what he's saying about your life in this next year. In addition to this, as a community here at Jesus Culture San Diego, we're going to be taking the first 21 days. We're going to start on January 2nd and go all the way through uh, January 23rd and do a 21, fa 21 day fast as a community. Um, as, a, as, a, as a community, we believe not only that God speaks, but as, as we fast, we're not fasting to earn or twist God's arm, but we're making space. We're removing things to make space to hear, to see what he's wanting to do in our lives and our, in our community. And the fun thing about this is we're going to be joining with our, our family at Jesus Culture Sacramento. There's actually a website we're going to be um, sending people to. It's really simple. If you go to jcsandiego.com slash fill this house, there'll be information on uh, the different types of fasts you could pray about doing and details on actually three different gatherings we're going to do over those three weeks, over those 21 days. Every Thursday night in San Diego, we're going to do what we're calling Holy Spirit Night. So we just, with no agenda, open the night. We're going to meet at the church and pray, worship, listen, seek God corporately together for what's coming in the new year, also individually seeking Him. I believe, listen, I believe that God wants to speak to you and to us a word for what's coming ahead. And that word is filled with hope. It's filled with the perspective of heaven. And it's what we need to hear louder than any other voice. 
So this is your assignment. This is what we're gonna do. You've got a week. We're gonna get together again on Sunday the 2nd, and then we're gonna go after this together. For some of you, you're like, hey, Zach, fasting may not be a good idea. You don't know what I'm like when I don't have food. Listen, the point, yeah, there's all different types of fasts as you're gonna see in this website. For some of you, it may just be uh, removing some things to make time to listen and pray, whether it's social media or taking space to actually dedicate time to the Lord. Listen, God, God, God is looking at our hearts more than whatever you would put as uh, the, the specific thing to do. He cares more about our hearts and us making space to listen than even uh, you know, what you do or someone else does. So I want to encourage you, press in. And this is the word I, I mentioned that our website is jcsandiego.com slash fill this house. And it comes from this passage in Haggai 2. So we're going to be doing this fast. And in Sacramento, we're, uh, we're actually occupying our building there and starting there. But as a community, our prayer is this, that God would fill our house with his spirit, with his perspective, with the words of God over this coming year, over this new season. Now I want to read this passage to you. It says this in Haggai 2.7. I will shake all nations and what is desired by all nations will come and I will fill this house with glory, says the Lord Almighty. I'll fill this house with glory. This is our prayer. This is our desire. He would fill us with his glory. There's actually a little bit more context in this passage. And I'll start in verse six. It says, this is what the Lord Almighty says. In a little while, I'll come once more. I'll shake the heavens and the earth and the sea and the dry land. I'll shake all nations. And what is desired by all nations will come. And I will fill this house with glory, says the Lord The silver is mine. The gold is mine, declares the Lord. The glory of this present house will be greater than the glory of the former house, says the Lord Almighty. And in this place, I will grant peace, declares the Lord Almighty. One of the markers of the presence of God, one of the markers of the word of God is that peace fills and rests upon us. I don't know about you, but I'm excited because when we listen, we make space, we, we ask God for his perspective, much like Elisha did for his servant. We get to see something way better, way greater than we could imagine ourselves. Much like that picture of a phone trying to capture the starry heavens. I want to pray as we close. And if you could pray with me, if you're driving, don't close your eyes. You're going to be okay. But I want to pray this that God in this next week would meet each of us very specifically, very individually, and that we would have ears to hear what he's saying, that we would have the perspective of heaven, that we would hear his voice for a new season. God, we thank you that you are a God who speaks. We thank you that, that seasons matter. And as we enter into a new season, there's a new word. There's a fresh word for us. So God, we just say today, give us grace to see what you see to hear what you're saying and respond. God, we make space in our life, even this next week, even as we uh, go into the first part of this new year and, and ask you about maybe what we should fast or give up or make space. God, we say we do this out of a response for your love for us because we're hungry. Just as hungry as we get for food, we're hungry for more of you. We love you, Jesus. I pray a blessing over each person watching, over each person in our community, each family. And God, we just say, God, thank you that you have a perspective. There, that there's a truth in what you see and what you're doing, even greater than we could think or imagine, that your thoughts 
are not our thoughts. Your ways aren't our ways. And God, we are, we're so grateful for that. We love you, Jesus, and thank you in your name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Jesus Culture San Diego Message of the Week. For more information on our church, visit jcsandiego.com.